Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. Welcome to episode six of the DFTW podcast. My name is Michael Head, and man, are you kidding me? What a week we had. Um, And there were a few people that were asking me about my opinion on the Super Bowl halftime show because it has been uh, widely discussed this past week. And so uh, the truth is, I'm not going to take an entire podcast to talk about it because that's not really what this is about. But I will say that I hated it. I really, really, truly did. I hated the halftime show for different reasons. Um, when I was watching it, I was watching it with my entire family, and it was it was uncomfortable. Our oldest even said, man, this is so weird. Like, this is weird. Just kept saying that. And uh, eventually, I was like, what are we doing? And, you know, I, I was just thinking, like, at least give us a heads up. Give families a heads up. Like, hey... Not sure how appropriate this may be, and um, I think that would be huge. Also, I felt for people that may be struggling with sex addiction or pornography addiction, that that could have been super triggering. And so there's my opinion. That's what I think. Uh, You don't have to agree, um, but some people asked, and so that's my thought on the halftime show. But enough about that. Today, we are going to jump into something that I believe will benefit you as long as you're open to it. And I'm excited to download some of what I have learned and experienced when it comes to trauma, um, which is a word that you may have heard. It's a word that kind of more people are talking about, which I believe is a good thing. And I also believe that you will start to be more aware of yourself and others, and you'll be able to identify some responses to things in your own life and possibly be able to trace it back to where it came from. I remember when I was at my first job outside of college, man, I was racing some people on a road bike and I was really into cycling and it had some very skinny tires and it had these fancy pedals where the shoes actually clip into the pedals. And man, I was flying. I was going down this hill and the tire got caught in the, like the, the groove of the road. And, um, man, that's not good when you have skinny tires going fast and your feet are stuck into the pedals. And so what happened, the bike went down and I went with it. My feet couldn't escape the brutal, uh, cage of those pedals. And I had a massive crash. I destroyed my kneecap. It was seriously disgusting. Uh, and then I ended up going and having surgery and the wound slowly started to heal up. And it was very numb. Actually, it's still numb. It has no nerve endings. It's also, well, it was less flexible than my other knee. And it has scar tissue and all the things that happen after you have a traumatic injury to your body. And trauma is a loss of feeling and reduced flexibility. And there is a hardening that happens. The word trauma comes from the Greek word wound. And trauma is also a psychic wound. It hardens you. 
It makes it hard to develop and grow. It pains you. You, uh, it pains you, meaning that you will act out of pain. It pains you, meaning you will act out of fear. And without knowing it, you start to live your life trying to cope with all this fear and pain in so many different ways from the trauma that your body experienced. And some of those coping mechanisms, the negative coping mechanisms, may be something like overeating, undereating, drinking, drugs, pornography, work addiction, oversleeping, increased sexual activity, an addiction to technology. And research will show that most mature adults with addictions have experienced trauma of some kind. Trauma is not, though, what happened to you. It's what's happening inside of you. And two of the best voices that I can think of and that I've learned from on trauma are a guy named Vessel van der Kirk, who he wrote an amazing book. And I would encourage you, if you're interested in this topic, to go get it. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. And man, you will learn so much about trauma and recovery. And another one is Dr. Gaber Mott. And he says that most people think that trauma is only when there is a mass shooting or when a bomb goes off. And it's thought of only as when something horrendous has happened. In World War I, they called this being shell-shocked. And for years, the only cause of PTSD was considered to be from war. Many people will say to me when they see me with my service dog, Lucy, thank you so much for serving. Why would they say that? Because most people think that because I have a service dog, I am a veteran who has gone to war. And the truth is, people just don't realize that PTSD, and especially complex PTSD, happens to so many people, and not just those who go to war. And so it's okay that people think this. And the truth is, this is one reason that I want to bring so much awareness to these sorts of issues. And so the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health, this is what many therapists will go to and look at to help diagnose what people may be struggling with. And this DSM-5 defines PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, which I hate the end of that word. The post-traumatic stress, yes, but it's really not a disorder. It's trauma from a situation where your life or your bodily integrity is threatened. That is PTSD. And these sorts of things are typically large T traumas, which a lot of people in the therapeutic world will talk about. A large T trauma is distinguished as an extraordinary and significant event that leaves you powerless. For example, rape, um, other sexual assault, physical abuse, combat, a plane crash, a car crash, uh, extreme helplessness can also cause large T trauma. And people deal with this by avoidance. That is one of the key ways that people try to cope with all sorts of trauma. Why? It's because they're working so hard to stay away from the triggers that may cause the person to go back into the spot of the traumatic event. This is what happens, for example, to me. Before I started to work on all these things, I would just avoid the things that I felt would be triggering because it was awful and I didn't know what to do because it brought me back to a spot of pain and my body would shut down. I mean, literally would shut down. Uh, and there are many different things that could cause a trigger, and they're different for each individual. For example, things like smells, different smells, different noises, people, 
uh, places, maybe being surprised very loudly behind them, uh, large crowds, even lights can be triggering. And so for some, this is why with uh, PTSD, they may have a service dog with them that is able to pull them out of these triggering moments and help them to truly survive and is very grounding for them, meaning that they realize they're in the here and now. And these dogs serve as really it's like a prescription that helps them to actually live a full life and not have to push down and press on because of the possibility of being triggered and not know what to do. So I know that this dog for me, Lucy, has been trained to perform a task that helps me out, which is a huge difference in a service dog and an emotional support dog. A service dog does so many tasks um, and Lucy does so many multiple tasks for me if needed. She will physically do things that help out and I know that she is ready to work at any moment. And so small T trauma, so that's big T trauma and then we have small T trauma which can be things like divorce, infidelity, abrupt relocations, legal troubles, uh, different financial worries. And these, even though it says small t, are not really that small. And what happens is sometimes these small t traumas can be overlooked. And you can start to shame yourself for the reactions that you may be having. Things like, man, I'm just being so dramatic, or I should be feeling this way, or I shouldn't have these emotions. This, again, is a type of avoidance. So if you experience any of these, I would encourage you, stop shooting on yourself. I should be fine. I should just suck it up. I shouldn't be so dramatic. No, the truth is you should feel this way. And it's okay to have these feelings. And it makes sense. And you need to realize it's okay. And your body is physically telling you to do something about it. So listen to it. Don't fight it. And start to work on it. The impacts of trauma are on a sort of continuum. And it looks like this. On the far left, you have traumatic stress, and then you have PTSD, delayed PTSD, and then complex PTSD on the far right. And you may have had a response to an event and not really develop PTSD. The reason why is because you were most likely able to identify it and take care of it early on. And your parents would have noticed this and they would have gone to get you help or you went yourself to get help. This is different than how someone may have experienced an event like an explosion or a car crash, which is on the beginning of this continuum, and not have formed into PTSD. And then on the far end is that complex PTSD, which I mentioned, which is actually something that I am working through. And this is characterized by history of severe, long-term trauma. Uh, Can be both physical and sexual. The sad part is, can be from caregivers who were cruel, unresponsive, or even violent, meaning that you may have experienced so many events on this line and on this continuum, which makes the impact of these events more complex, hence the name complex PTSD. Although trauma is on a continuum, it all stems from a fight, flight, or freeze response. And so for all the science lovers out there, here is legit what happens to your body. See, we are faced with a threat. A message is immediately sent to the amygdala in the limbic system of the brain. And the amygdala says this threat is a big deal and sends a message to the brain stem to activate the fight, flight, freeze response. Two systems are involved in the automatic response. 
The first one activates the adrenal glands to release superpower chemicals into our bloodstream to give our muscles maximum power to first fight to gain safety, and second, if fight can't succeed, to flight to gain safety. This system is called the sympathetic nervous system. And this is why your body reacts so strongly to so many different things. This is seriously your body protecting you. Maybe you have felt shaky, sweaty, or you cried and you didn't really understand what was happening. And there's many other bodily emotions that may have come up from things like, I don't know, maybe uh, when you broke up from a relationship, maybe you felt things in your body or a gun being pointed in your face and and what you felt, somebody yelling at you, uh, a spouse cheating on you, bad test results from a doctor, a wreck. I mean, there's so many different things that may have caused these responses in our body. And so in these situations, our first response is to fight. And if we cannot fight because maybe there is somebody stronger or something that we are unable to move, then we go into the flight mode automatically, which is where we are trying to get away or telling somebody to stop. And if you can't get away or your body gets stuck in the traumatic experience, our body then starts to freeze, which again is trying to protect you. And when this happens, we call this disassociation. And you are seriously not even in that space anymore. Why? Because your body is protecting you and numbing you out from all that is happening. That is why when a trigger happens, and depending on the trauma, some people will disassociate because their body goes back to when the first time that trauma happened to them, and if it hasn't been processed correctly with EMDR or other types of therapy, all the body knows to do is what it has always done, which is to shut down and protect. This is another way that Lucy, my service dog, helps me out. And so if I were to go into a disassociation because of a trigger, she can sense it and she helps pull me out of that situation, may pull me out of a store, may jump on me and different things that she is trained to do. And what's so great is the good news is as of this podcast right now, this has not happened to me in months. And that is so exciting to me because it shows that the work that I've been doing is truly paying off and showing that the trauma that I pushed down for so, so long, it was almost like a log jam in my head. It is now being freed up and it's starting to flow so much more freely. And I honestly can tell. So trauma wires the neurobiology to be anxious, depressed, isolated, hypervigilant, in pain, or numb. And it makes a person neurobiologically vulnerable to so many of the compulsive and addictive behaviors that may show up, like alcohol, drugs, pornography, sexual acting out, video games, social media, excessive eating or not eating, and many other destructive behaviors. Again, trauma wires the brain to do these things. And so when friends and family, pastors, key leaders, or parents are telling you or telling others that they just need to suck it up, pray more, or get over it, all this does is cause people to push down their pain even further and to make the mental logjam with the trauma so much worse. And I am living proof that they also can be healed and transform your life. The healing process can be long and difficult, but transformative in a positive way, as long as you are willing to dig in 
and get the work done. There's also so much hope for those who may have experienced either many small T's or one large T trauma. And if you know or have experienced anything you would say is a trauma, I would suggest to start to deal with it as soon as possible. Don't allow it to sit and fester any longer in your body. Get it out. And as I've mentioned earlier, the best therapy that I have found for trauma, which is proven and research-based to reduce, if not eliminate, trauma symptoms and PTSD is called EMDR. This is not your typical talk therapy because the truth is talk therapy is super hard for somebody when dealing with some big T traumas. You can't even get the words out of the situation that may have started this. The goal of EMDR is decreasing trauma symptoms and the distress from those moments, and at the same time, increasing your quality of life, which I promise you it does. It is so amazing. And I actually go into a more in-depth blog post on EMDR, and so you can go to michaelhead.org and just search EMDR, and that blog post with more information will pull up. And so there's no doubt that I had to get professional help and that different types of therapy are working, yet the truth is the ultimate healer is Jesus and that he truly is doing a miracle in my life. And I know that he can do it in you as well. It just takes us looking deep and being willing to give him our stuff and not hiding it. In John 4, 16, he told her, this is Jesus talking to the woman at the well. He says, go, call your husband and come back. He says, bring me your husband. Why does he say that? He knows that she is struggling and he says to bring him to me so that he can set them free. And see, the point is, is that she was not saying anything. She was acting like everything was okay and that she didn't need any help. And the truth is, he's like, uh, you have some things that I believe you need to work on and you need to bring them to me. And so what about us? What is it that we are not willing to bring up or that we are not willing to look at because of the shame that we feel or what we think other people are going to think of us? This could be the one thing that is keeping us from walking in freedom and where you are willing to bring it up and to deal with it. He can set you free. Let me just say that again. If you are willing to bring it up and you are willing to deal with it, he can and he will set you free. Because when she does this, when she does uh, end up confessing, she goes away to her community, to her circle of influence. And she says, man, I want you to come and meet somebody who knows everything about me, and he still loves me. Just know that there is nothing that you have done or that has been done to you that will surprise him. He already knows it, and he, Jesus, loves you so much. And so I encourage you to not let the shame stop you any longer and start working today on living a brand new freedom. Yeah, it may take some super hard work, and I know that the freedom is in your future. If you have any questions or would like to discuss any further, please find all my contact information in the show notes. I would love to help you find the right person or place to go to if needed. There's a link to some therapists and therapy centers that I will place on there. And here's what I want you to know is that you're not alone and you don't need to do this alone. You just need to know that if there are things that you need to talk about and there are things that you need to bring up, that you can do it and you will be set free when you start to do this, especially when you involve Jesus in the process. I have loved doing this podcast. It has been so much fun. 
And it is so encouraging to see how people are learning from it and using it. And God is just kind of sending it all over. And so I just want to say thank you. And I also want you to hear some of the feedback from those of you who have written on the review page. And so Amanda Rang, I just want to say thank you for this. She says, this podcast is so refreshing. Some of these topics are so hard to talk about in church. However, they are so important to address. Michael does a great job of communicating to where people are versus where they should be. Another person named Mana 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 <laughs> says this amazing podcast. I needed to hear this. So proud of how God is using you to glorify Him. And one more from Natalie Vaughn. This guy is funny and real and is speaking the truth about important topics that lack discussion in the Christian community. This is relatable and encouraging to listen to. And so I just want to say thank you. And leaving those reviews are so encouraging. And I'm just blown away again by what God is doing with this podcast. And so if you keep sharing and texting to other people and and letting people know on social media, and if you have anything you need, you can always contact me on Instagram at underscore Michael underscore head, or you can email at dftwpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you here next week. Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.